so excited um, that everybody has joined us today, um, whether you're watching on YouTube or whether you're listening um, in your favorite podcast format. Um, so excited to have you. Um, it's been a long time. Um, I know a lot of you um, have been asking since, you know, I left the Patchwork Feminist, like, when am I going to start podcasting again? Um, and I am doing it now. So I'm really excited um, about this one. Um, so this show is called Met Mentality, and it is hosted by none other than your favorite Lyric Swinton. And so um, in honor of the show being called Met Mentality, inspired by Bill Mentality by J. Cole, you know I'm wearing my favorite Cole merchandise. Um, that's just, you know, how I roll. And so I'm really excited about this show. Um, it's a part of actually a podcast network that um, I've been launching over the last couple of weeks called Black Bridges, um, which is a much larger project to celebrate um, and uplift Black culture and educate um, people about all of the greatness that's really happening within the Black community, specifically here in South Carolina um, for young people, because I feel like that's something that's um, we're drastically in need of and that um, we don't really get to hear a lot about um, in the media and in other realms. So I'm really excited to start uplifting and showcasing um, a lot of these voices and just really getting creative. Um, but the specific purpose of this podcast, because there's going to be a couple others of people talking about different things, um, mentality, um, really kind of bridging the gaps between from my personal story of, you know, growing up in Columbia on a completely different side of town than where I ended up going to college at and like how bridging all of those different lives that I've been able to live and people I've been able to meet and just my perspective um, on the world and um, being a lot more unfiltered um, if that's even a thing. But I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm really excited about what we're about to do. I'm really excited about Black Bridges. If you haven't already, stop and go to Instagram and Twitter and follow Black Bridges at BLK Bridges. Um, lots of amazing content. Um, last night, um, we did a clubhouse conversation called Removing Bandages, hosted by Darius York. Shout out to him. That was amazing. Um, and we're going to be doing a lot more um, great stuff like that. We have a series coming up about highlighting Black friendship. Um, so that's going to be really cool, taking submissions. And so um, we're just really excited to get into this space and just do a lot of work, um, both, you know, socially, um, but also impactfully, which is why I'm really happy um, for my first guest um, to really highlight some impactful work. Um, we have um, the founder of Feeding Finley on here today, Bree Jenkins. I'm really excited for this one. You know, like I, I've been a longtime fan for a long time. If you watch, listen to the Patchwork Feminist, you knew that this is something like I do um, very often. Like there's people like I become fans of and I like silently stalk them on social media. And they're like, I just put them on my list of like, I need to have a conversation <laughs> eventually. And you know what? I, I would like to say, give me my credit because I definitely completed my full bucket list back in college. Like I said, before I graduated, I was going to have a conversation with Don Staley and who did, who did? It was me because I just like to silently stalk people on social media and hound them until they eventually have a conversation with me. Um, so before I bring her on, just pray for Brie before we, um, <laughs> let, let's pray for our sister because you know, I, you know, I've been plotting for a minute. So um, without any further ado, I'm going to uh, bring Bree on. Really excited to have you. Um, I know we've uh, we we've kind of 
kind of, you know, talked in passing, but we've never had been able to have like a real in-depth conversation, but I've admired your work for a long time. Um, and so I'm just really excited to have you on for the first episode. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. This is actually my first podcast. Um, so <laughs> I'm super excited. Well, really glad to have you. So I'm just going to go ahead and get started. And so can you just kind of like briefly introduce yourself? Or you, actually, it doesn't have to be brief because I'm not a brief person. But just introduce yourself and like, what is your story? Like, how, how did you get to Feeding Finley? Like, what was your journey? Yeah, of course. So um, my name is Brianna Jenkins. I am originally from Charleston, South Carolina, the 843. And um, I moved up here in 2013 to attend college. I went to Alley University uh, for four years, completed out in 2017, got my bachelor's in social science. And I had one teacher who really pushed me to go to grad school at USC. So he helped me apply. He helped me get everything in. And I ended up getting into the master's of social work program at USC in 2017 and completed out um, just last year, 2020, uh, came out with two degrees. One is a certificate degree in drug and addiction studies. And then of course my master's of social work. And just from there, I went on to work um, at Department of Social Services as a case manager. And now um, I do a lot of family group conferencing for uh, kids that come into foster care for families just to help with those next steps. So um, I've been working in the social work field for a minute from DJJ to the domestic abuse center. I kind of spread my wings a little bit and gotten to test out just different things um, across the board. So with Feeding Finley, um, as you know, COVID hit us pretty hard uh, last year. And um, a lot of people were impacted. Jobs were laying people off. People weren't having the basic needs and necessities um, just that they needed. And um, one day me and one of my good friends, Liz Bates, you know, your yes. yes, we actually have the same birthday. And we were like, yeah, let's go give back to the community. So as a part of our birthday, we were like, we're going to give back. So we went to Target, racked up a bunch of stuff, put bags together. And we just decided to um, really go in, like, let's do this. And we started at Finley Park. And as we were out there, we realized that it was more than just needing toothpaste, toothbrush, lotion. These people needed food. These people needed water. They needed other things. And they weren't getting them because of COVID. Um, I'm not sure people are familiar with Columbia, but before COVID, uh, the homeless were being fed three times a day, um, seven days a week by different ministries. It doesn't matter if it was a church or if it was at the park or if it was at the shelter, like meals were being handed out to the homeless in the community. And just with COVID, everybody pulled back. So these needs weren't being met. So I rounded up some people from my close circle and I said, hey, let's go out. And we actually started in May of 2020. And finally in September, after having a conversation with a couple of people, they were like, just go, just go for it. So I filed uh, with Mark Hammond to make it a charity in Columbia. And then of course got 501c3 tax exempt in. Finally took off from there. Um, just over the past year, because we haven't hit a full year, uh, a lot of opportunities. Um, I've gotten my first grant for Operation Survival Kit last week. Uh, so we will be able to bless 150 homeless, uh, I call them friends in the community. Uh, our friends will be blessed up until next June with hygiene kits, 150 of our friends. So um, that's monthly and I'm super excited um, just about that. So, yeah. That's incredible. Um, 
I, I don't know if any of you all follow Theater Finley. If you don't, you need to. Um, but the work truly is impactful. Um, and something that you said is just that it's not just about taking sandwiches and stuff out, you know, every now and then. It's a lot deeper. And like that's some of the work that I do really social impact and really starting to focus in on social responsibility, which is a lot of the inspiration behind Black Bridges of like, you know, there, it's a lot bigger than just, you know, solving a symptom of the issue. How do we solve the root cause? And like, so what are these base things? Like, cause I've been doing a lot of research into like, you know, housing insecurity and like food insecurity. Um, I, I'd like to call it like the unshel our unsheltered brothers and sisters um, in all these different levels of insecurity and like these root causes. So like, what are some of the root causes of these issues that need to be, you know, rectified? So I like to always remind people um, just that when you come in contact with our friends in the community that you are one paycheck away from being below the poverty line. You could be okay today and not be okay right. tomorrow. You know? <laughs> so be careful how you treat these people. Um, one big thing I've noticed is um, addiction, whether it's drugs. Um, that's a that's one of the factors. Mental health is a big one. Then you also have um, what is it? Um, veterans. Sometimes you know people have the housing, they have it, and then you have veterans who get laid off, and then they come back, and there's nowhere for them to go. And then you also have people who are just comfortable with. I don't want to say being homeless, but they are like, that's what they're used to. That's their norm. So it's kind of like, Hey, I got a house for you, but it's like, you know, no, my people are here at the park or my people are here at the shelter. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to go. I'm this is where I sense community. So it's a plethora of things. It's just all about really just getting down into everyone's story. Each one has a story. Um, there are a lot of times where, um, I know faces now. So if I see them on the street, I'm like, Hey, and they're like, Bree. And I'm like, what's going on? You know? So um, it's really, it's, it's a plethora of things. It could be anything. You're on mute. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I was saying that I completely agree. And um, I, I think like the work is really impactful because I, I think one thing I've noticed is something like I'm really passionate about is like education. And I think like in the same vein is like, you know, you'll see a lot of people do, you know, a program here, show up to a event there, and then like, you'll never see these people again. And it's not, you know, it's never these long standing, you know, strategic, intentional, impactful investments into our community, right. specifically, you know, towards black people. And I think that that's why a lot of times you'll see people just not, you know, believe in a lot of the programs that come through because, you know, people are not really invested. Like I work in politics where, you know, people all the time just you know do stuff for a photo op and then you know never come back right and so what's the importance of like you know being on that first main basis and you know really becoming a familiar face to these people and you know showing them that you care and also that you're not going anywhere like what is that importance and like what is your thought process behind you know making sure that you're consistent um my big thing is just being intentional um intentionality is really big so like when you go out it's all about the heart posture um just why you're here what you're doing it for yeah it might be 200 degrees but you're gonna go home to a house with air conditioning like you know so just remembering that um these are real people like these are humans and they're just like us and again 
you are one pay paycheck away from being below the poverty line. So you never know when you're going to need the same thing in return. Um, I'm just really big on just being personal. Um, it's the social worker in me. Like, it's, it's super big. I think uh, having that rapport with them helps with the vulnerability because people aren't going to be vulnerable. They don't trust you. And it's all about building the trust. Um, as far as making sure we're always consistent, um, we always go out every fourth Saturday. Like, that's our game. Um, always the same time and if we're not we always make sure to uh hey we'll we'll change this day but we'll be out and i'm actually a part of um a couple of um nonprofit um big group situations where they have a calendar of what's going on through the weeks and who's here and who's where so that information um is able to get out uh our friends are really big on word of mouth so they know you come in they are going to run it out <laughs> in downtown Columbia. Like, that's so such the cool part. And they will come. Like, I'm telling you, they will come. Um, and so what that's great because you're absolutely right. Just like anything else in Columbia, once people hear about it, it just, you know, goes everywhere. Right. And so since Feeding Finley took off, you know, a lot quicker and like, you know, bigger than you imagine, like, what are your large term, long term plans? Like, I, and maybe you haven't thought that far because I, I make plans all the time and don't even think that far. Um, but like, have you thought about expanding or, you know, or just long term goals of like things that you would like to be able to do? I know with funding and like, you know, capacity, if it accommodates. So um, last year I had a talk with my spiritual mom. She's really, really cool. Um, she's a social worker too. Um, we talked about the root cause, like the root cause is okay. But then it's like, yes, it's okay to feed. It's okay to do the hygiene, but what's the long-term goal for them? So we briefly talked about expanding more so doing Tie, uh, job training classes to interviewing processes, um, being able to get people jobs, being able to have resources for people to get housing, um, just being able to expand. And I eventually want to be able to have a building that's like a hub for clothing if needed. I have tons of clo clothing that people have donated. Um, just a space for meals, showers, uh, clothing, uh, if they want to get a job for us to be able to help with uh, job security and being able to help prep them for these interviews um even a transportation shuttle like being able to get them to the interview whether it's at like mcdonald's or somewhere like being able to get them there and pick them up so um i look forward to expanding within the next five years for sure i look forward to coming up out of corporate america and doing nonprofit full-time so that's my goal that i've just been praying on and whenever the father tells me to move i'm going to jet <laughs> And you know what? I'm really glad that you mentioned that because I think like a lot of times as Christians specifically, a lot of people, you know, talk about doing the work and, you know, loving thy neighbor, but don't really be loving thy neighbor. And like, this is just like a really, I would say like a, in a, in a biblical context, like this is like the actual formation and like actual like you know living out walking out in purpose and like mm -hmm. you know living out helping you know truly helping out our neighbors is you know if somebody doesn't have food literally giving them food to eat the an actual biblical connotation and so like how does your faith inform this work like i know that this is definitely something that's divinely touched like you can't do anything on this scale and this uh, 
without like, you know, a touch of faith, I, I, in my opinion, and I'm sure your opinion too. And so clearly this is like what you walking out in purpose. So how does your faith inform this work and like guide you through this process? Um, so coming into this, I had to really um, just be obedient and kind of have like radical faith. My pastor, I go to the best church, Ford City Church, Pastor Travis Green, Dr. Jackie Green. Um, they have a lot of radical faith and they always encourage us to have radical faith. Um, so um, I had to step out and be obedient. Um, there have been several times where I'm like, God, you want me to do that? For real? Like this? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, nah, not me. And he's like, no, yes, you. So we have this back and forth dialogue and um just learning to really just do it. Like feel fear, feel fear, but do it anyway. Like learning to step out that it's okay that this is the beginning. Like it's you're not gonna have it figured out when I'm here. Like that's the biggest thing I had to learn. And even with the feedings, we always pray before we start. Like we always try to encourage them that you know this stuff that's going on is temporary. Like it may seem like the last, but it's temporary and it's going to get better. And we make sure that we um, push just the faith around it. Um, we have people that pray sometimes out there for them. So it's, it's, it's big. And I think it's super important to um, just remember, like my purpose isn't for me. Like my calling isn't for me It's to bless somebody else. So that's super big for me. Yeah. I think I, I've, I've been in that space too, just like, one feeling, I, I think I, a lot of times I work from a feeling of never feeling qualified, but it's just like, I feel like, God, like, why me? Like, you know, like, why, like, why me? Like, why do you keep asking me to like pour out? And I feel like, and I'm not sure if you feel like this way as well, but you know, it seems like when we see people like, you know, make it out of certain like backgrounds and stuff, you, they get to like go off and work for a long time and then they'll come back and be able to help and like rather than you know that immediate like even i'm still broke it feels like like i, I feel like yeah. i'm still broke but i'm still i have like i'm being called to give now like invest now and i'm just like why can't i just you know go make some money for like you know a couple years and then come back and then you know y'all got it right. like, y'all got it it's funny, my pastor, um, Dr. Jackie Green, she actually said something to me that's so profound that stuck with me last month. Um, as she was praying over me, she was like, you know, Brie, you're significant. Uh, stop waiting on people to tell you what he already declared. And I was like, whoa. Her. <laughs> that's work. So <laughs> I have just been walking in that the last month because I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty dope. Now nah, I'm humble. I'm so humble, but it's like, girl, you are dope. Like you are doing some dope things. Like don't forget the things that you're doing and making impact. Like, girl, you got this. You got to you got to hype yourself up. And you know what? I'm so glad that you said that too. I'm sorry. I just I'm an amen corner, but that's just who I am. <laughs> but I just feel like, especially now, you know, all the stuff that's going around, like you know, with Shakira Richardson, you know, being cocky. Like, where is the line? Because like, I really want to be into a space where I'm just, you know, I, and I think like, you know, I've been going to therapy, honestly, and it's been a very- Me too, I go weekly. Yes, therapist matters. I'm the best black therapist in Colombia. She is Black the therapist matter, and period. And so ever since I've been going since January, my, my therapist says like, 
she's been telling me like I work from a place of like you know like I'm still trying to catch up and I don't realize like you know I've outpaced people a long time ago like truly like you know it's hard for me to like sit and think about all that I've accomplished specifically any if you accomplished anything during the pandemic even if it was just holding on to your sanity that is an accomplishment like that is a true accomplishment and like if you have professional accomplishments and other stuff on top of that too you are like and i just i can see that in other people but i just can't recognize that in myself and so it's been it's been a journey like you know really kind of recognize like where's the line like of being like you know confident and saying like you know what no i deserve this like or I am, I'm that girl. Like I am that girl, this girl, and always gonna be that girl because like I feel uncomfortable saying stuff like that, even though like I can look at my resume and I, I know for a fact I really am. I really yeah. am. Girl, yeah. I, just, I don't feel it. And so like I always wonder, like, what is that line between like, you know, thinking that you better than everybody, but and being, you know, just simply confident in your abilities and like knowing like I know what I do, I know what I bring to the table and I'm going to stand on that. And that's just, that's really difficult. I, I think specifically for black women, everyone that I know who is doing great things, all of us struggle with this level of imposter syndrome and feeling like we don't deserve it. Always. That's a big thing for me that I had to come out of. I wasn't being um, authentic with myself and I wasn't being real. Uh, to the people around me like I was dimming back because I thought it was too much and you know just having to remember that you know you're built for this stuff like if anybody's going to be your main cheerleader your confidence is going to be yourself like at the end of the day you got to learn to kind of boost yourself and no matter what that looks like and people are going to have to be okay with it and that's something I have to deal with because I would just you know a lot of times I would get offered to do stuff or whatever and I just be like mm, it's okay like you know, it's good. And it's like, no, it's not okay. Like you're being presented with this for a reason. So like just learning, like, you know, be confident, like having again, the right heart posture and the right mindset. And as long as you're very pure and intentional about what's going on and what you're saying and what you're doing, everything will fall into place. Like it doesn't even matter what yeah. people think. like straight up. I, I struggle with it too. I struggle with it too. I agree. I think like that's that for me, that's one of the biggest things post-grad of trying to understand how to validate myself I, because like you know in college there's always an award to win or there's always something like you know there are levels or whether some people were validated by their gpa i was not <laughs> because my grades were not great but you know for some that was the thing they were validated by dean's list for me you know i i've won so many awards and i think like the reason why COVID hit me so bad and like I it struggled was because it's like, oh, like you gotta validate yourself now. Like it's just there's no, you know, there's no school, there's no victory laps. Like if you don't think that you're good, then like I'm gonna be honest, nobody cares. Like it's just, you know, that self-validation is something like, you know, I'm still working on. Um definitely have improved with um and why, you know, I do stuff like this to try to like, you know, surround yeah. myself with people who you know, are also that girl. And just, yeah. you know, and when two or more of us are gathered, then we all going to be that girl. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And even with that, with the whole college thing, like you were saying, like, um, me personally, uh, I actually, 
I didn't fail, but I didn't hit. The, so with grad school, you got to have a C, right? Like mm-hmm. you, A's and B's, you can have three C's in the whole master's program. Well, my teacher, I needed three points and she did not give me a C. So actually, I actually did not uh, pass one of my classes in grad school. I actually had to stay. <laughs> And, to, and they didn't offer it in the fall. So I actually stayed to the next spring. So technically, I didn't graduate to 2020. I was supposed to graduate in 2019. But it was like, it was hard. I found out two weeks before graduation. And I was like, are you serious? Like, are you for real? Like, mm-hmm. I can't write 10 more papers. And I really lost my sense of confidence. Like, I lost everything. I was like, oh, my God, people are going to be mad. People are going to do this. And I was just like, you know what? I messed up. And it's fine. Like, I messed up. It is what it is. And I just really had to get my life back on track because I thought it was the end of the world and it really wasn't. I came out in the end with two degrees. The social work program now spotlights me now on the, on social media. They sure do. Page. And it's like, yo, these are the same people that was like, girl, you ain't going to graduate. You got to stay another semester. And I was like, they did not want to help me. And in the, in the long run, in the, in the end, I felt like I came out on top, you know? No. I, I like don't. I, I have so many stories that I cannot say on a screen about just being so underestimated about from everybody, not even just like professors, but like even people around me. And like, I, I actually, most people don't know this. I graduated a semester late. So I didn't graduate in May. I graduated in August. And it was crazy. Like in the middle of, in the midst of COVID, in the midst of like everything, I had already started working my job. So I'm working full-time. And two, I had to do, my last semester was a full-time internship virtually. So it's like, in addition to like, just being in like one depressed and like all these different things. And I just remember you reach out to people, they won't help you to save your life. But like, I see my name re reposted every day as the you know the shiny right. star right um you know the black face of everything and it's just crazy like it's crazy to think about like people will underestimate you but also i have to also think of, of it from another and i've always tried to remind myself of this in a faith context is just like nine times out of ten most people will not be able to see the purpose for your life it looks crazy to most people. You might have one or two people who will always believe in you. And even the people who believe in you, they might not understand what you're doing. They just believe that whatever it's going to be, it's going to pop. But like most people will not be able to like process your purpose in life until they see it, because that's who we are as humans. It doesn't mean like they're bad particularly, but as humans, we cannot, we don't have the ability to typically process things that we can't see. Right. And so your purpose for your life is one of those things that I'm going to be honest, people can't see like man cannot see it. And so like they are unable to like process it. And, right. and so They're not going to be able to see it until you become a finished product in their eyes. So like now they see the whole vision. They can see, oh, my gosh, like she is amazing. She's amazing. Now they don't see that you are amazing the whole time. Like you were always with you were always this. Right. But they were only able to see it like when you were a finished product, which I always think is so fascinating. It's annoying, but like that's just human. Right. It's okay. It ain't meant for them to understand. And and, and ain't. And, and that's between me and my maker. Period. Period. <laughs> um, 
but no, this was this has been great. Um, this is going to be a fairly shorter episode just because it's the first one. But before I close out, I want to ask, what do you need? Like, how can we support and help Feed and Finley? Like, what are the needs of your organization? I saw that y'all had that um, bottled water drive. I don't know if you're still doing it, but um, I, I'm sure. Like, how can we help? Like, what can we do to support Feed and Finley and so, you and anything you're working on? Of course. So we have a ton of projects we're working on this summer. Our first one is Operation H2O, in which we are collecting 500 cases of water. I believe we have about 300 now. Um, it runs through August. Um, you can donate via PayPal from our website via Cash App. Our website is feedingfinley.org. Um, we also have the Amazon Smile account. Uh, the link is also on feedingfinley.org. And on the website, we highlight our sponsors. We have some cool things on there. We have some events. Um, November will be... National Hunger and Homelessness Awareness Week, where we feed for eight days straight. I'm super excited to do that for year two. Um, you guys can get involved with that as well. Um, we follow us on Facebook, Feeding Finley. Follow us on Instagram at Feeding Finley. That's Finley with the A. Um, just continue to pray for us. Um, we're building. We're growing daily. We're coming up with new ideas daily, and we love to hear new things. We love to uh talk with people just about things we can do in the community and how we can help so um you know just hit us up let us know and we typically follow back up super quick so that's why i did it oh oh this will not you probably have to cut this this will not air before the weekend <laughs> well yeah Yo, you, you, do you want to go ahead and say it i was going to say come hang out with us on saturday at the game i don't know if this will air before saturday though no it will oh, okay also, yeah. um, this Saturday, June 26th, we are the charity of the game at the Columbia Firefly Stadium. Uh, come hang out with us. Um, we'll be on the main concourse throughout the game, handing out some dope prizes. We got some T-shirts and some mugs and some cups and some information cards if you guys want to get involved as well. So we will be there. Yes, go see them before y'all go watch that Soldier Boy Bow Wow battle. I know y'all going to be watching it. Team Bow Wow. What? Wait, Pals, what? Bow Wow is getting washed. Bow Wow is getting washed. And I'm not even saying this because I'm like such a Soldier Boy fan. That man is getting washed. I mean, Soldier Boy gave us all the crank bats and, you know, she got a dog, you know. Right. Soldier Boy can do all 17 crank bats and still not get deep in his bag. He can do crank that Batman, crank all Bow the Wow gave us the. He did. I'm, I'm not going to lie. The round that he does, like you, it's over. We always be together, baby. That's what you told me not to believe because I ain't never had nobody do like you, period. That he, that's an automatic dub. Like, he's already, he, he already won that round. Absolutely. But Bow Wow's not winning this battle. And I'm not going to lie. And if he comes close to winning this battle, Soldier Boy just going to shoot him. That's what's going to happen. You know what? Lyric is going to drop a poll on this page. <laughs> Y'all either with Team Bree and Bow Wow or Team Lyric and Soldier Boy. I need y'all to catch You know what? Vote. I'm actually going to do that. I'm a, when I post this episode, I'm going to post the poll. I'm going to post the poll because no, nobody in their right mind believes that Bow Wow, Shad Moss, he got a better, he, he got a better chance just running some of his Tyler Perry hits. I mean, Bow Wow used to get a, they need to do a little Romeo because I'll get that little Romeo. Romeo has two songs. Two songs. 
And I'm saying this because growing up, I was the Romeo fan. Like I was a Romeo fan, but it was only because he was cute. He, this man has two songs. Two songs, not including ICDC college theme song either. Actually, I was including ICDC because all I remember is Romeo, give me a chance. ICDC, that's all I remember. That's all I I remember. And I'm going to be honest, that ICDC going to bang every time. It's going to bang every time. Yes, ma'am. It's all right. It's all right. (laughs) It's going to bang every time. At the bottom. Team Bria, team Lyric. We're going to see. Yes, we're going to do a poll. We're going to see. Because I just know that the Saints, the Saints want, uh, the Saints are rooting for Soldier Boy. The Saints are rooting for Soldier Boy. But I'm gonna be honest, I'm really rooting for the culture. Like that's what I'm really rooting for. If I wish I had my old clothes, I need my blacked out shades with the with the writing on them. Soldier Girl, the belt. <laughs> come on, I had I had my lyric belt from the mall. With the um the crystallized one, I should have got the digital one because you know they used to have the one with your name running across. Yes, but it's okay. When I get my Coca Cola chapstick and um my lip smackers um from back in the day, y- y'all know y'all don't know anything the about Chinese it. Chinese slippers, the yes, I was just about to say that. And the color belt and y'all have shirts tucked in. The ribbons in my hair, cute. Y'all thought y'all was cute. The ribbons. I'm gonna have my my hoops. And you know what? For a special je ne sais quoi, what I'm going to do is I'm I need to locate my old race car jacket. Um, I have a I have a I have a vintage Tweety. I got one. It's actually tricks like the cereal. And my dad was really bent over people taking my stuff, so he did put my initials on the back bottom. Period. B and J. I will go find that race car Twix jacket. It's red and black, and I thought I was cute. <laughs> My I had a Tweety, my sister had a Nest Quick, and my brother had a Go Diego Go. Okay, Go Diego Go. Yeah. Not Leah had chocolate milk. Ah! Open the clowner. Playing no games. We were playing no games back in the day, okay? And then you know what? And if I can't find that, I'm gonna find my old Oriental print baby fat coat with the fur trim. All right, y'all. I know we were talking about helping the community and the homeless, but if y'all see Lyric, if y'all see somebody downtown laying down, it's probably Lyric because she passed out, okay? <laughs> Thank you. I can, it's, it's, it's me. With me. Don't pass out. It's me. It's me. But it's I'm going to perform. It's true. It's true. Like, and it's I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. You know what? I might bring back my team pain microphone. Actually, y'all, y'all, y'all forgot about that one. Y'all forgot about the T-Pain microphone. Y'all did. I did. Y'all forgot about the T-Pain microphone. It actually works, though. It's actually a really, really great. I did forget about that. Okay. Fantastic toy, truly. 10 out of 10. 10. Touchdown, Jesus. There you go. Amen. (sighs) Well, that was was my laugh for today because I don't get too many of them. Uh, Hey, I get it. Adulting is hard, like, um, but that's another episode. Um, Go ahead. Trust the process, okay? Yes, I need to trust the process, like, in real context, not the 76ers trust the process because their process don't work. Um, (laughs) But that's another episode when somebody argues with me with their raggedy sports opinions. (laughs) Anywho, 
Um, Brie, how can we follow you personally? Uh, you can follow me on Facebook. It is Brie Nicole, B-R-I-N-I-C-O-L-E. Um, on my Instagram, it is underscore B as in Brianna, my last name Jenkins with three S's on the end. You can follow me on Twitter uh, at underscore Brianna with three A's on the end. Um, I love to talk. Twitter is one of my favorite platforms to just see stuff. Lyric be tweeting some good stuff too. So <laughs> that is great. Instagram is always popping. I'm always talking about ways to get involved with Feeding Finley, to get involved with me. Uh, even come to church, y'all. I am big. Um, doing some big things over at Forest City too. So I'm super excited about that. A lot of outreach going on there. So you guys can get in on that too as well. Awesome. Well, I am literally fighting my camera <laughs> right now but it's cool um as you know you can always follow me at lyric swinton um on the socials follow black bridges um really excited for this being our first episode um it'll be um a really interesting journey um and i want to plug the other shows that are coming up um really excited about after the whistle with dolores um if you know my friend be going ham on instagram on the on about um, women's basketball as he should yeah. and so really excited to finally have him on the air so we're a whole bunch of great things oh the camera um, came back up but really <laughs> things <laughs> really great things coming from Black Bridges um, Darius is definitely going to be doing some more clubhouses Jamara she has her show Seeing Green um, we're also interested in other people who want to create content um, we have some more stuff on the way and so really um Hopefully we can start doing some community service projects, collaborating with people um, such as Feed and Finley. So super excited about everything that's going on. Um, but until next time, thank y'all for coming. I'm your girl, Lyric. See y'all later. We out.